the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Anything you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money, investing, and more. Big day as the markets opened up with a big move down. And we've had a good year, up 15.6% as of yesterday. That ain't bad. I'd take that. I own shares of Apple. I'm up 50%. That ain't bad. I'd take that. But there's a negative disposition on the market today. And I need a Xanax. I need it. I need. I need. I need. I need. I need some antidepressant candy. Soon. S&P futures are down all day this morning. Uh, then when the market opened, you're like, oh, sure enough. So what got us overextended? Why do we have angst all of a sudden? Why is there a sudden shift in tone? Is this the start of the end of the bull market? Why is this happening to me when I just bought something the day before? Uh, there's no straightforward answer. I wish I could sit you down in a chair and throw water on you. Because that's fun. Why did the American oncology doctors say that drinking alcohol is bad? That could cause cancer. Even a glass a day of beer or wine could cause cancer. My advice to and you, make, start drinking heavily. It, when the stock market's having this issue, yes, yes. Um, yes. So, um, so you can decrease your risk of cancer by exercising. So I just do the both. I get on the treadmill with the keg strapped to my back and... Start, start all things correctly. So, And I wonder why I injure myself, right? The message is not don't drink. It's if you want to reduce your cancer risk, drink less. And if you don't drink, don't start. Wow. That could change in the investment world of alcoholic beverages. 
So that can turn some billionaires a little bit poor when you go to a football baseball game and you're drinking those $10, $12 beers. Uh, those $3 billion franchises are worth a little bit less when we change our behavior. So that's out there today. I'm a little depressed, ladies and gentlemen. I need, I need a Xanax. The House Ways and Means Committee is going to release a revised version of the GOP tax bill sometime today. It's believed the Senate Finance Committee will check in with a conceptual plan of what it's thinking. Um, so that should be out soon. Because that's today. And what will they be able to work together on and not work together on? And what are the odds? Wall Street's very much so counting on things becoming more tax-friendly. I will tell you at the time. I'll keep you in suspense. Package thieves. We're seeing more and more home videos of, of package thieves coming up on your patio and stealing your package. I'm pretty sure that if you elect me president of the United States or governor of the state of California or even mayor of my local town, I will start a death sentence for package thieves. Does that not just totally ruin your day? Just even think about... Hey, when it's raining in San Francisco, it's snowing in Tahoe. Uh, Just in time for the weekend. So shares Macy's are up 2% after reporting its results. Shares of Kohl's, they had a negative response. So Kohl's has got some initiatives to try to get people in their stores. And this is something we need to really think about, the future of retail and what's, what it's going to look like. Because we've seen companies like Sears and Kmart and Macy's struggle and announce massive store reductions, closures, bankruptcies. So I'm thinking about Macy's. I go to Macy's when there's an emergency. There's a photo shoot. I need something sexy. So I'm going to Macy's. Don't have time for Amazon to deliver it to me in two hours or less. Just in case. Just in case it's the wrong size, fit, or feel. I need sexy. Um, So Macy's, how do they get us in the store? Other than emergencies? Um, Kohl's is coming up with some ideas like setting up a center for Amazon where you could return your packages or pick up packages. Uh, that's one thing that Amazon got when they also acquired Whole Foods is a place where you can have packages. Of which companies like Target are aggressively fighting the integration of Amazon into the Whole Foods saying, hey, you know, we signed a lease here and uh, you didn't say anything about big storehouse uh lockers put in front of the building. So we'll see if that catches anything. But the future of retail is pretty interesting to me. I don't see myself ever buying Macy's. You're saying even it went down to 10 cents. I don't see myself ever buying Macy's. So real surprise right now was Kohl's failed to impress. And its stock is languishing, inviting allegations that it and other retail stocks are just value traps. Um, so I started this conversation just a second ago about Macy's and the future of retail. I'm going to be very, very cautious about any retail purchases that I make for the rest of my foreseeable investment life. I just don't think the damage is done. When you hear things like Amazon 
there was a headline yesterday that Amazon's going to start selling furniture, and maybe it's like 10 pieces of furniture to compete with Ikea. I'm like, ooh. <laughs> I might buy something from Amazon if I need it to. In furniture, like, I'm like, that's not good. When I hear that Amazon's going to start uh, potentially acquiring the types of companies so that it could start delivering medications, I could finally get my Xanax sent to me in one hour Amazon Prime and have it by the end of the show and be all happy and not worry that this bull market's running out of gas. Whoa. I can get back on the convoy, so to speak. So yesterday we had a big reversal in the Nikkei, and big reversals are sometimes things that you look at as events and go, okay, maybe it's time to pause. Maybe the market not going to go up 20% for the year. It's up 15.6%. Can we get another 2%? Can we get it up to 18% by, by December 31st? Or maybe now's the time to start thinking, maybe this market goes back down to up 12% for the year, something like that. Um, when you see the big reversal, you're thinking, does somebody know something? And you've seen the transports, Dow transports, kind of come off their, their highs. You've seen the Russell 2000 kind of come off its highs and its spike. Um, it's still above, both of them are both trending well. But they've both recently, you've seen some gas come out of them. That's that's concerning. So today the stock market we take a look at, and it's been running kind of loose and extended. So the major indices open, losing ground. So investors and traders are finding excuses to buy on the pullback. We'll see. We'll see. I'm Rob Black. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Take a break here. Be right back. Find me at robblackshow.com. Where investors rule. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KBOW. Making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. This is the number one song that people ask Alexa to play. Hey, Alexa. Play hands clap. Really? Is that kind of an odd little thing to throw out there? Really? Let's put our hands together and clap for CFP. Chad Burton, Mr. Burton, how are you? Doing well. I, that that one shocks me, though. I'm not. Where do you find that little tidbit of information? Did you Google oh, it about know. Amazon? That's cute. Very funny. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> big event coming up. I hate it when financial planners try to be funny. Um, it never works. 
Um, big event coming up in Los Gatos uh, a couple Thursdays from now. It's going to be a retirement income strategies. Um, what are some of your thoughts on some of the proposed tax ideas out there? Because um, they're kind of random. I was watching the news yesterday, and they're talking about some scaling levels. It, it's it's pretty random. What, what are you making of it so far from what you're seeing? Uh, it's, man, it, it frustrates me to read this thing. It really, really does. I, all I can do is try to have a positive you know, view and try to say who can this benefit and where are the areas of concern. And look, I mean, I don't think we're even going to see what I, what could happen is whatever the Senate does might end up getting shoved down the House's throat, and they could be very different by the time this thing goes through. But in terms of you know who it can benefit, I think retirees will really benefit quite a bit from this tax package because it kind of collapses the 10 and 15% together into a 12% rate. So during the retirement income strategy event, we talk a lot about which accounts to draw from first, and I explain in detail how people can pull a ton of money from their IRAs and then sell stocks at gains and really have a lot of income at the 15% tax bracket. And that slide could change to 12% tax bracket, which is good because really retirees need it. I mean, all of the fiscal policy that we've had, or the lack of fiscal policy, we've had all this monetary policy that's brought rates way down. Um, you know, my grandparents and parents grew up and lived off of 5 and 6% CDs, and now they have 1% CDs and 2.5% to 3% bond income. So they need all the help that they can get. I think it, there's a lot of uh, benefits to the lower and middle class in terms of saving 1000 2000 bucks a year. Um, possibly people either right on the cuff or really getting killed with AMT tax because AMT tax will be repealed. People that have a lot of AMT tax credits from past incentive stock options might be able to get those unlocked, maybe. It's very confusing, though, Rob. It's hard to read and, and tell you anything for sure. But what I can tell you, because it is so confusing and it doesn't simplify things in any way, shape, or form, attorneys and CPAs will really benefit from this, um, and they're going to have a really busy year. It's pretty interesting when I'm stumped by it and you're stumped by it, and watching people on CNBC and Bloomberg try to decipher it, it's 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 not a unified policy, and Trump's agenda is kind of running out of time because there's another election coming up next year, and Democrats kind of swept the day yesterday. But these are areas of concern. There's no doubt about it. What are some of the other areas of concern in your world, CFP, Chad Burton? Well, I think I explained this on, on the 6 a.m. show yesterday is that I read this initially and thought that pretty much anybody that's paying alimony is going to have an enormous tax break because under the new proposed plan, alimony payments are no longer deductible. So usually when a couple gets divorced, the typical situation is is the husband is earning higher income, so they're paying alimony to the ex-wife who has a lower income and a lower bracket. So the husband, the ex-husband gets to deduct it, and then the the ex-wife claims it as income, typically a lower bracket. Well, that is not going to occur anymore, but that's only for alimony payments after 2017 if this goes through. So people are going to have to be very much more careful in their divorce negotiations so that the taxes are are brought into that negotiation. Um, So that's one thing that I even had to correct. I think I I read that initially and just kind of like, oh, my gosh, that's going to be a huge tax increase. But it's really not. It's going forward. 
Um, high-end housing, Rob, is interesting because it's like you've got this deduction limit, right, for $500,000 of mortgage, which in the Bay Area is nothing. In other areas of the country that are pushing forward, um, you know, that's kind of the upper middle to high-end housing area. Will that slow down a little bit because people are going to do this analysis? Well, I'm not getting as much of a tax break anymore, potentially. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how housing reacts. There's a lot of confusion on, on this pass-through um, income being taxed at 25%. If you're a person that you know has passively investing in real estate and you're not active in the business, congratulations, you're getting a tax break if this goes through. But financial advisors, attorneys, CPAs, no tax break at all. But yet, if you're in manufacturing, you can get a tax break. So if you've got a financial advisor that's creating 15 jobs and somebody that's making something creating 15 jobs, why would one person get a tax break and the other person not get a tax break? You see what I mean? It's not a simplification. That, that part just really irritates me. Um, this is a big one, Rob, for the Bay Area. Because there is a phase-out of that $500,000 exclusion if a married couple sells their home, or 250000 exclusion of the gains if a single person sells their home. That gets phased out. And the house value that you, when you sell it counts towards that income. So people that were saying, I've got to unlock the equity in my home, I'm going to have to sell my house and move out of the Bay Area, but at least I can sell it with avoiding taxes on 500000 not it could it could be gone. It could get phased out big time. Um, so that's an issue. Um, used to be able to recharacterize Roths. If you convert money, you pay a bunch of taxes on an IRA. You convert it to a Roth, and the market drops. You have until October of next year to to change your mind and get rid of that tax bill. Under this proposal, that goes away. Why would they do anything that you know people are trying to get forward on their retirement? So. <laughs> And really, I'm the biggest issue, Rob, is that this is more confusion. There's removal of medical expense deduction. We work hard to get you a- I mean, it, it's, it's not great. I don't like it. It seems like you have as much frustration as I do with what is being shown at this point in time. I can't imagine what the average person who's not in financial media, how, how they would even think about it. Is that fair to say? Well, yeah. I mean, okay. I've, I have friends, family, clients all the time. They'll call, and they're like, "I've got to make a decision on this right away." It's a, you know, it's an investment. It's a, a home purchase, a rental purchase, something, and they're urgent. They feel like it's a fire sale. Like they've got to do it now. And I say, "Don't do it. Don't do anything." Whenever there's any kind of a financial decision that is causing angst, major urgency, and somebody's telling you, "You got to decide right now." It's almost never a good deal. Almost never. So if they're going to make a sweeping change, instead of just saying, okay, we're going to do a 20% corporate tax rate, a repatriation, and and a requirement for a lot of infrastructure spending, that would have been great. But that's not what this is. Sounds great. It's CFP Chad Burton. Meet him in Los Gatos, November 16th. Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar. Sign up at newfocusfinancial.com. That's newfocusfinancial.com. And use the code RADIO25 to get in for free.
comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Stock Talk with Rob Black. Black. I'm Rob Black. Talking money, investing, and more. Breathe, right? Stock market's taking a little bit of a breather. Normal and healthy thing. Intel announced something fairly interesting. They're getting into the high-end graphics chip market. It almost makes no sense why they didn't do that 5, 10, 15, 20 years ago. Why they've let it go unintended, so to speak. Uh, They didn't have to. So now you're seeing all the big deals for self-driving cars and augmented reality, artificial intelligence. They're all having these high-end graphic semiconductors, um, GPUs, as part of their guts. And Intel's has to ramp up. Can they do it? They probably can. And this is probably bad news for AMD. Because some of the competition is going to just go to the highest end. Uh, some of it's going to go to the lowest end. And AMD's got the smallest piece of the pie at this point in time between AMD and NVIDIA. Intel announced it hired the former head of AMD's graphics business and is going to start a new high-end graphics group inside the company. Um, Rajat Kodori will join Intel as chief architect and senior vice president of a newly formed core visual computing group. And general manager of the new initiative to drive... Um, New technologies. The battle over the red hot graphics market just got more interesting because Intel's in. So shares of AMD pulled back on that news. Nvidia pulled back on that news. Earlier in the week, Intel and AMD made a relationship to uh, make a couple computer chips that are going to go into some of the slim notebooks in the future. Um, but this is kind of, I don't want to say it poo-poos that announcement, right? AMD shares rose 7% on Monday on the announcement that they were going to collaborate, and today they're pulling back. Such is the world of tech and business, right? 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Some people are starting to say cracks are starting to form in the market. Major stock market indices touched all-time highs this week, but even as the bull continues to run, a few new warning signs have popped up recently. Nothing says the rally is over, but once again, you have to consider, you know, easing back on the gas pedal. We're at the end of the year. We're up 15.6% roughly. Um, a lot is a lot is built into tax cuts. Um, and I guess you could say yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the Trump election. And I think a lot of people are starting to look around and go, okay. We're one year into this. What sort of healthcare reform are we going to get uh, that we can change our investments off of? Now we're one year into it. What sort of uh, tax breaks for small businesses? What sort of tax breaks for big companies are we going to get? What sort of tax breaks for rich people, for poor people, and everyone in between? And it feels like not a lot. Um, I'm not a political analyst, and I'm just kind of repeating some other people, 
some major headlines when I say that the elections yesterday, the election results in Virginia, uh, basically solidly thumping uh, New York's mayor, uh, Virginia's governor, really solidly turned out Democrat. And we're one year away from major elections in the United States. And I'm one of those people who kind of fall into the camp that uh, some Senate seats are always going to be Democrat. Some Senate seats are always going to be Republican. Uh, but when a whole state, as it looks on the maps, went Democrat in Virginia, uh, it, it does cause some concern. Now, Virginia is in the South, so there's a conservative feel to it. Uh, they are all about owning guns. <laughs> um, I'm from Virginia. Uh, they've got a very, it's got a more progressive area in Northern Virginia, and then there's Southern Virginia. Northern Virginia is really kind of like, uh, encircles Washington, D.C. And the rest of the state's pretty conservative. So, pretty darn conservative. Uh, so, that's one of the big cracks that could start to show up in Donald Trump's administration. And the cracks in Trump's administration not being able to help Republicans get reelected or, or win seats uh, could cause the market to go, huh. So we got, we're going to get gridlock. Gridlock's not necessarily bad. Uh, sometimes you would say that Republicans uh, like to increase our deficit. And sometimes you could say Democrats like to increase our deficit. Our deficit continues to uh, go higher under either administration. Does it go less high when they get less done? Uh, that's the gridlock angle that you would be looking for. But some cracks are starting to show up. You're getting some wavering market breath. You're getting uh, reversals in the day that go negative instead of ending strong. Um, I pay attention to the Dow Jones transportation average in September. The index moved to a fresh all-time high. Um, and now that's kind of starting to break down. Um, when you look at Dow Jones Transport Average, it's made up of some planes, trains, and automobiles. And Wall Street's a discounting mechanism. It looks to the future. And as it looks to the future, uh, as it looks to the future, I'm sailing away. It's kind of predicting. So Apple's big run-up in the last year up 50% roughly, is predicting that the iPhone 10 is going to be a smash hit. And so far, the reviews have been pretty wonderful. Um, so is Wall Street great? I think Apple's going to get a, their fair share of the retail market at Christmas time this year, don't you? So then you get the lackluster performance by small cap stocks in the Russell 2000. You see the Dow Transport starting to pull back. The employment numbers are good. The auto numbers have been a little bit on the weak side as far as inventory goes and how much they have to discount to move the product. Uh, housing is, is fine. There's you know, concerns there that where poor people are going to live as housing seems to be marching higher and higher and higher. But the Russell 2000 is a big indicator as well. Now, the Russell 2000 is an index of stocks that represents small companies in America. And it's thought that the world can be going heck in a handbasket, but inside our borders will still do business. Uh, so we pay attention to Russell 2000. If there's tax cuts for small businesses, they would be the ones that would probably move the highest. So now there's an argument inside the Russell 2000. It had a great run 
in August and September. Uh, it massive climb, and but in October and November it's been pulling back. So the weakness in transports and small caps. It doesn't really explain why both the NYSE and NASDAQ advanced decline lines eased lower over last month. Um, so money continues to flow into the, the Russell 2000, but the valuations are starting to pull back. So the transports, the small caps, the banks are trending higher, but recent weakness. So we are seeing a dip, and how far of a dip do we get? Long-term investors are still in pretty good shape. Um, who really cares about day-to-day volatility? Well, some people do, and then some people, when volatility hits, they go, why didn't you tell me? Um, and they freak out about it. So just know that there's a little something going on there. Uh, yesterday, there was a big tech story, and uh, talking stock, I like to talk about ideas, and someone wants you know, email me and said, should I buy Snapchat? And uh, my thought is, let's wait till you see a metric that you feel comfortable with. Oh, companies, snap. snap. Company's not a whole year old, but there was something interesting. The China's Tencent Holdings bought roughly $2 billion in Snap stock recently, so they've got about a 10% stake in the company. Um, and that is a big passive investment in a publicly traded company. Now, it's hard to imagine Facebook or Google doing the same with a public tech company in Asia, but this is Asia's way of getting influence in the United States. Tencent, Alibaba, and Japan SoftBank have made you know, a string of investments outside their home countries. And they're going into tech companies, potentially helping both the titans and their investment targets become better businesses. So it's too soon to see if Tencent influence on Snapchat will create a, a powerful alliance. Tencent is big into games and news. I could see that being uh, pushed over on the platform of Snap. Um, Snap had that dancing hot dog. It's uh, a really good, excellent uh, augmented reality app uh, when it's done right. So that's one area that Snap's interesting. I would own it if it's the most speculative stock I own. I would not own it if you don't want speculative. So in December, I'm going to Vegas, right? And if I go to Vegas... um, and I go into a casino, I expect to lose money. It's speculative money. It's not meant to be an investment. I'm not going to get a great return on my investment. That's expected. So same thing with going after something like a snap. Um, right now, it's hitting 52-week lows. It's not hitting 52-week highs. Um, and it hasn't since it IPO'd. So just kind of know that it's not hot, and it is what it is. It's speculation. And the house always wins in Vegas. There's an investment angle there. Be careful. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Don't forget, i got a big seminar coming up. Big seminar coming up in Los Gatos. You can sign up at robblackshow.com and use the code radio25 to get in for free.
Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. What to expect for 2018 with your portfolio? I will be going over some more details on this in an upcoming seminar. But I see some significant changes in the economy that could impact sector leadership. Um, even if economic activity remains healthy, positive economic surprises seem poised to soon wane. Capital spending has recently strengthened, and this could become more pronounced next year. The U.S. unemployment rate seems to be destined to fall below 4% in 2018, aggravating inflation and overheating fears, and forcing both the Federal Reserve and the bond vigilance to raise yields. Um, and that will slow the economy. So I would kind of like to see unemployment creep up to 6%, not creep below 4%. I'm very Goldilocksian. I'm moderation in moderation. So anything I say at this point in time is speculation because I'm not tapped into the job market. But I do think that's going to be the area that we we pay the most attention to. Economic surprise momentum has been an important indicator for sector leadership throughout the recovery. Um, I think the banks should do well with higher interest rates. There's something called a surprise index, and it's risen from about a reading of 80 in mid-June to about 40. Um, And the relative price of cyclical sectors has outperformed defensive sectors by about 14% during this period of time. So prior to this recovery, yield risk was perfectly split between the S&P 500 sectors. Um, Paying high attention to yields and how they affect sectors historically, um, higher yields have a play on telecommunication stocks, consumer staples, utilities, and healthcare. So those are the areas where the highest yields are going to potentially be negative. If you can get a 4% rate of return in AT&T on your dividend yield, or you can get a 10-year treasury at 4%, the 10-year treasury is a lot safer. AT&T might own CNN one day, and the president does not like CNN. Um, So there could be things along those lines to consider. After being flat for three years, information processing investment spending finally rose above its previous record high. So it's increased about 5.7%. This is good for the tech sector uh, overall. Tech stocks have certainly become a popular investment in valuations in the sector getting high. There's no doubt that we've seen Apple go from 10 to 12 times next year's earnings to 18 to 20 times next year's earnings. Now, Apple comes out with product that makes us want more. Um, every two to three years, they make their phones another $200 more expensive. And they're talking about in 2020 delivery and product that could replace the phone and probably be another $400 to $600 more expensive. Microsoft's HoloLens is currently priced around $3,000. I like the idea, and I've seen what Facebook is doing with what it's kind of like the home screen. So in virtual reality, you're going to put on a helmet or you're going to put on glasses. And you set up a home environment. So the first thing you see might be 
um, sandy beaches, or it may be you're on a space station, and then you could start doing everything from that home. Uh, maybe you'll, you know, gesture your right hand up to open a call screen, and then you'll see the very handsome Mike Matthews in your call screen. And you'll you'll pinch your fingers together, and you'll call Mike Matthews, and he'll put on his his ridiculous looking helmet. Wow! And the two of you will be talking to each other, but he will have the body of a god, unlike the body that he has currently, because it's virtual reality. And Apple's kind of that's the thought that that's where a lot of us are going to go in the future with augmented reality and virtual reality is that there's going to be some sort of home area where we start, and uh, you know the valuations have gotten high in tech. So companies like Facebook, uh, Microsoft, Apple, they have to continue to push the envelope to get you to pay more uh, because at some point in time, the phone doesn't dial faster. And FaceTime works pretty well. So the way to make it a cooler situation is, you know, get your HoloLens or your virtual reality headset on and call your friend Mike up and say, hey, Mike, let's go to a Warriors game tonight. But the game is sold out. But it's never sold out on virtual reality. And Golden State Warriors would be like, hold on, wait, we can sell a virtual ticket for $50? And we don't have to have the insurance to cover them in case they come in. There's a gunman. We don't have to have the insurance to do anything like that. Whoa, they would be thrilled. And we could sell one of these tickets or a million of these tickets? Yeah. So question is, how used do we get to that reality? Um but that's two years away, and that's one of the things that, uh, again, eh, three years away. So I've got friends working at Facebook on some of the new product, and it's, it's impressive. So they got to get the cost of the hardware down, and they are always going to have to get it smaller, cheaper, and faster, uh, which is the motto of investing in tech stocks. Uh, you know that. Now, Intel's getting into graphic computing because, obviously, the next level is going to be much more graphic-intensive and much more processing power intensive. Uh, but we're also getting into an area of, uh, we're starting to get self-driving cars already out on the road in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, and shouldn't insurance rates go down if car accidents go down per 100,000? Yeah. But we're also entering some slippery world of valuations where companies like Amazon say, we can come in your house, deliver a package. Don't you think your home insurance rates are going to go up if someone's in your house? It's not supposed to be in your house. There's some ramifications, so it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun year next year because we're starting to get closer to seeing some of this product and seeing some of these. Uh, how high do we go on PE without something new? Market's extended. It needs something surprising. Find me online at Rob Black Show. Use code Radio Twenty Five to get into a seminar for free. I'm Rob Black. This is Rob Black from Rob Black and Your Money. Retirement planning is more complicated than ever, and it can be hard to even know where to begin. But focusing on a few essential issues can help increase your income in retirement and your chances of enjoying a secure future. Join us for Retirement Income Strategies and Estate Planning Seminar Thursday evening, November 16th from 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Registration is $25. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. CFP Chad Burton is going to discuss transitioning your portfolio from accumulation phase to the income phase, passive versus active portfolio management, choosing the right accounts to draw from first, minimizing your retirement income, taxes, social security strategies, good and bad retirement products, and much, much more. 
In addition, I will discuss the market outlook, and attorney Michelle Lerman will explain how to update your estate plan to reflect the latest laws. It's Thursday, November 16th, 630 to 830 at the Toll House Hotel in Los Gatos. Registration is $25. Use the code RADIO25 to get in for free. Sign up at robblackshow.com. That's robblackshow.com. And use the code RADIO25 to get in free. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 